G'day, my name's Albie and welcome back to the Bailed Up Podcast. The 11th episode of the Bailed Up Podcast is the one you're listening to right now. And today on the podcast, like always, we've got four amazing segments for you today. We'll kick it off with a weekly whack like usual, where of course we tell you about some news that's happening in and out of the cricketing world over the last two weeks. Then we'll be heading into predictions haven't had predictions in a while but i've got an amazing prediction that i think you'll be quite fascinated with and then we've got a kind of new segment is half new obscure rules revisited it's not where we revisit a rule but i've got a very interesting story surrounding an obscure rule that we have touched on in the past so that's the third segment and then the fourth and final segment will of course be water snag we haven't had water snag in a while so it'll be It will be great to see what moment I have in store for you today. Let's get straight into it in the 11th episode of the Bailed Up Podcast with the first segment for today, The Weekly Whack. This is The Weekly Whack. Welcome to The Weekly Whack for today's episode of the Bailed Up Podcast. And let's just get straight into it, shall we? Former Test wicketkeeper batsman for Australia, Rod Marsh, has suffered a serious heart attack but is in a critical but stable condition in hospital. He was on his way to a charity event, good on him, by the way, um, and suffered a, a uh, the serious heart attack while in the car to the event. Hopefully we can see him um, become healthier, get out of hospital, then monitoring symptoms for um, any serious health conditions, and then he will be released from the hospital at a later date. Hopefully we can see him out and about and going to more charity events because he is a great part of the cricketing um, community in general. On to the next piece of news, the women's ODI World Cup has released a new rule from the International Cricketing Council or the ICC. They have announced that nine aside teams could take the field because of the risk of COVID-19. Since the pandemic has begun, we have seen many instances where they have released extensive squads with um, uh, amounts of 15 to 17 people in it, um, or uh, men or women, um, where they have taken that amount of players to um, where they are traveling because of the COVID-19 in case there was an outbreak. And that's what they've done here. Because of the case numbers rising in New Zealand, They have th- that the thinking behind it is that if um, too many um, p- players get a COVID-19, then um, nine-a-side teams could be presented because of less players because of injury and the case of a COVID-19 case. Um, also, Another interesting part of this rule is that support staff could also take the field if the players are infected with COVID-19 or if there is the chance of an injury to a player as well. So that means that, for example, Shelley Ninsky, who plays for the Australian, uh, not plays actually, is a coach for the Australian women's cricket team and has played for the Australian women's cricket team previously, that means that if they need her to play, she should, uh, she could unretire and go out to field for a few hours, which is pretty interesting in my opinion. But um, I'm pretty sure that any support staff who go out onto the field have to have played high-level um, cricket um, to go out onto the field, of course, because they are just fielding. On to the next piece of news. UAE and Ireland have booked tickets to the T- T20 2022 World Cup what a mouthful, I must say. There's a lot of twos and T's in that sentence. The UAE and Ireland both played each other where the UAE came on top, but it didn't matter because both of them are going to the World Cup in late October. 
Um, also, I saw the scorecard of a match where the Philippines got bowled out for 36 in the 15th over by Oman, where Oman chased down the score in 3.5 overs, which is pretty disappointing, in my opinion, for the Philippines. But they are developing cricket nations, so hopefully we can see them in later dates um, in the World Cups as a whole. On to the next piece of news, the uh, Will Pukowski says he wants to keep playing but awaits extensive meetings with Cricket Australia and Cricket um, Victoria Association to see when that will be. Um, obviously, like I said last week, Will Pukowski is a young star but we have to draw the line at safety. I did say last week after suffering his 11th concussion, surely if he suffers another that's got to be the end of his career. I know he's a bright star but we have to draw the line at safety. Um, On to the next piece of news. Usman Kawaja has left the Sydney Thunder for family reasons. If you didn't know, the Sydney Thunder is a team in the Big Bash League here in Australia. He was a foundation player but has left because of family reasons. He says it has been the toughest call he has had to make as a cricketer but he wanted to stay closer to his family as the birth of his second child is coming near. Um, Usman Kawaja grew up in um, western suburbs of Sydney um, so and went through um, state cricket um, for New South Wales, but then moved up to Queensland for more opportunities and now is the captain of the Queensland Bulls um, up in Queensland. Hopefully we can see him keep playing in the BBL and hopefully he might get picked up in the Brisbane Heat. It might look a bit weird in him in that uniform for um, for a while, but hopefully, of course, we can just um, still see Uzi putting on the BBL uniform because he is a great player to see watch. And on to the last piece of news. The Australian Test Team have landed in Islamabad for the three Test Match Series beginning on March the 4th. All of the players landed um, from a Qantas charter flight in Islamabad for the historic um, Test Match Series, of course, beginning March the 4th, which is great to see. Not um, an extensive um, time and bubble they have, which is very good because we don't want to see them, um, of course, um, tired and uh, fatigued for the upcoming test series because um, in a test match series it is already um, very tiring and there's always the case of people being fatigued so we don't want um, them being more tired before the actual um, series begins and that is all we have time for today on the weekly whack Um, on to the next segment where we have some predictions time to predict with predictions Welcome to Predictions, where obviously I predict something today on the Bailed Up Podcast in Predictions. I will be predicting what Australia's first Test 11 will be for the first Test versus Pakistan in the historic series beginning March the 4th. Obviously, the squads for both Pakistan and Australia have been released, but I'm just going to go over what I think the first 11 should be for the first Test, starting off with the opening pair of Usman Khawaja and David Warner. Although Marcus Harris has shown some promising um, form in the domestic um, uh, field in Australia, he, um, I think, should keep off until maybe the third test to see how it goes, uh, whether Usman Khawaja performs or David Warner, in fact, or if they get injured or COVID or something like that, a factor that could contribute to Marcus Harris making his test comeback. Um, Obviously, Usman Khawaja is in amazing form. He showed that in the Ashes series, and I still think he um, should open alongside David Warner. 
Um, next, at number three, we've got the very emphatic um, Manus Labuschagne, the test batsman. If you haven't seen, he um, posted a very fascinating video where he made a um, spin-like pitch where that could happen in um, the Pakistan, a, um, Pakistan-like pitch that offers a lot of spin and bounce and variable turn with just aluminium, I think, um, duct tape onto a mat. So he's quite innovative from Manus Labuschagne and he's training himself to be prepared for this historic match. Next, I've got um, Vice Captain Steve Smith at number four. At number five, I've got Travis Head. Came out um, in the Ashes and had a breakout season. He's a great test cricketer. Hopefully, we can see him with some great form in the sub um, subcontinent. Next, I've got Cam Green. First time playing test cricket out of Australia, so hopefully we can see him perform well. I saw something um, a couple days ago where um, the interim head coach. Andrew McDonald said that Cam Green was going to be used as a frontline spinner during the series because they might put more spinners into the t- um, team because of the variable turn and bounce of the Pakistan pitches. So I've still got um, Cam Green at number six. Showed some promising form with the bat at, in the fifth test and fourth test in the Ashes as well. At number seven... I've got Alex Carey. There has been argument whether him or Josh Inglis should play because Josh Inglis is also in the squad. But I think they should just stick to Alex Carey. He has shown some pretty bad form with the bat and he dropped a few catches in the later matches um, of the Aussie Test Summer in the Ashes. But I think just stick with him for the first or second and if he doesn't perform, then just um, um, let Josh Inglis debut, but I think they should stick with Alex Carey at number seven um, as the wicketkeeper batsman. At number eight, I have got Ash Nager. Hopefully, as a West Australian, I want to see another fellow West Australian debut. Um, not debut, sorry, uh, make his test return. He made his debut way back in about 2010-2011 in an Ashes series in England. He made an ast- a stunning 97, um, and that put him on the world stage, but hasn't played much test cricket since at all, even um, played just the four or five tests. Hopefully we can see him um, play a couple in this series. So I've got Ashnager at number um, eight, Next, I've got the captain, Paddy Cummins. Uh, Hopefully, we can see him with some great form with the ball, as always. He has to be included in the team because, of course, he's the captain. And then at number 10, I have got... Hmm, who have I got? I have got... Nathan Lyon. Nathan Lyon, frontline spinner. Hopefully, we can see him with some good turn and bounce. He is great in subcontinent um, conditions, so hopefully, we can see him grab a couple fifers and big hauls of wickets to bring Australia to victory. At number 11, of course, Josh Hazelwood. Come back um, from injury. I was arguing whether Scott Boland should be in there, but Scott Boland might not um, be as successful um, in subcontinent um conditions because there is more variable bounce and things like that that could um, offer uh, uh, Pakistani batters to play better off him as a bowler and he won't get as much swing because it's so hot in Pakistan. So I've got Josh Hazelwood instead at number 11. And that's all we have for the Australian Test 11 for the first test, in my opinion. If you think that's good, I can't hear you, but Hopefully, the Australian cricket team thinks that's good. And if they hear this, I reckon 
I reckon you should use this because it could bring you a first test victory, a very historic test victory versus Pakistan beginning March 4th. Make sure to watch it because I know I sure am. And that's all we have time for today in predictions. On to the next segment. What kind of rule is that? This is obscure rules. Welcome to a semi-new segment on today's episode of the Bailed Up Podcast. Now, if you haven't been listening to the Bailed Up Podcast and this is your first time, I have regularly um, executed a segment where I'm talking about an obscure rule or an unknown rule that is in cricket that many people do not know about because, of course, our beloved game of cricket has very unknown rules and peculiar rules. So I just talk about them. And if you haven't listened to any podcast involving obscure rules, I recommend you do so because some of the rules I talk about are very fascinating indeed. So go back and listen to those episodes to support the podcast. Now, on to the actual segment. Revisited is where... I talk about a story where a unknown rule that I have talked about has occurred or happened in my life. And this story that I will tell you occurred on the 26th of February 2022, just yesterday on a Saturday. Of course, like I usually do on a Saturday, I was playing cricket for my local club in the under-14 grade. And this rule came into place from episode 5 of Can Cricket Be Played Without Bales? Unknown rule discussion. I asked that question, and the question was yes. If you haven't listened to that podcast, it's a very good one, in fact, where I talk about um, the rule where you can play cricket without the bales. Now, on back to the story, I was wicket-keeping like I usually do, and it was one of the windiest days I have ever been involved in. It was howling with wind. I was um, behind the stumps, wicket-keeping like I usually do. Um, standing behind there, I was standing up straight and nearly got blown over off my feet. Um, but I'm okay because I didn't get blown over. I nearly did. Um, but it was so windy that pretty much every five minutes, the bales just kept falling off. And we saw in episode five that if the bales do come off from any factor that um, causes them to come off the stumps, that means that the square leg umpire or umpire can simply take them off um, so they don't keep um, uh, breaking the concentration of the umpire or the batter or any other fielder on any team. So this happened my square leg umpire for um, my team ran over. I took the um, bales, put them in his pocket because it was just too windy and they were falling off. This meant that um, if a bowler got bowled out or run out or stumped even, that meant that the umpire had to rely on their eye to see, which was very fascinating. It was very it was very fascinating to see something I had um, put lots of work into to see that actually happening in my life because it was so howling with wind so that's all we have time for today on obscure rules revisited where i just told you a very fascinating story that only happened to me just yesterday thank you for listening to obscure rules revisited and on to the next segment what a snag the moment of the week welcome to what a snag where i talk about a moment of the week and this moment of the week today is a bit different if you've been looking at any of cricket.com.au's videos or any of Minus Labuschagne videos recently, you have seen that Minus Labuschagne made a very innovative and ingenious idea to prepare for the upcoming Pakistan versus Australia series. He um, always practices in his house and has a mat that he uses as a pitch, and he said that he used it um, in the Ashes 2019 to prepare for um, 
low bouncing and um, swinging as well. But this time, because they're playing in Pakistan, to account for the spin and bounce, he duct tape pieces of aluminium to the mat um, in specific positions to account for some spin and bounce and turn that he might face um, on some Pakistani pitches in the upcoming test series. I think this is quite an ingenious idea. And he also thanked um, his mate Steve Smith because he told him, um, Steve Smith told Manus Labashain where to put some of the uh, pieces of aluminium. He said that um, all of the pieces of aluminium were put in um, very accurate spots and he put them in specific spots to make sure that the bounces that he got off the pitch were as accurate as possible to the conditions that he will face in the upcoming test series. I think that's quite ingenious from Minus Labashain. If he keeps doing this, then he will continue to be the number one t- um, test batter in cricket and maybe the best Australian cricketer batsman of all time. So that is my water snag for today and on to the outro. Thank you for listening to the 11th episode of the Bailed Up podcast. We have had four amazing segments for you today, including a semi-new segment. I hope you've enjoyed. I've enjoyed recording it, and hopefully you've enjoyed um, listening to it as much as I've been recording it. I always have fun recording these podcasts, so make sure you support the um, podcast as much as possible. I've seen it an explosion of downloads in, and plays and listens over the last couple of weeks. So thank you. Nearly 130 downloads in or 103 downloads in about the last um, 30 days. So thank you a lot for downloading the podcast and listening to it. Make sure, as always, to share with as many people as you know to keep this podcast up and running. Make sure to support the podcast so I can start making this podcast big. Thank you all for listening. My name's Albie. Albie out.